I just jump out of my Jeep and start dancing as badly as I can, which I'm not a good dancer anyway. And then the side-by-side people get pissed off at me, so. Heidi ho uh, Jeep Talk Show listener. We are on another Tuesday night, which means we're doing a recording for our roundtable. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, well, that's the first opportunity that you would have to listen to this episode since we record on Tuesday and release on Wednesday. You know, you can always be part of the Jeep Talk Show by joining us in our Zoom meeting on Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, to get information on that or maybe even get signed up for a newsletter so that you can get reminded of uh, being on the, the Zoom meeting uh, and by the way, anybody can join. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Look on down through that list and you will see uh, information about our Discord server that you can be on. Sign up for our newsletter. And uh, I think there's even information on there about uh, how to uh, uh, connect into the uh, uh, the roundtable meeting Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. If I didn't already mention that. No, I, I did. I did mention it. I know I'd mentioned it twice. So tonight we're going to be uh, having a series of questions, and I think we're going to have a, a rather controversial uh, question. Uh, we were just talking about it before we started the roundtable, and I think that'll be the, the first one we will start with, because it's kind of new uh, to the discussion uh, since we were just discussing it. So, uh, well, uh, let's just get started. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. So I find a good way to get Josh off his dead ass and do a promo is to do my own. And then he hates mine so much he has to do it. <laughs> so thank you, Josh, for uh, for doing that. No, Josh is often very, very busy, and he does uh, very good uh, drops. And uh, we have a new one now, and it sounds uh, much better than ones that I was doing. All right, Zoom people, if you don't already remember uh, when uh, you're talking for the first time, please uh, mention your name and your general location. Okay. Good evening. Hello. So Bill asked a, a very good question before we started the recording. Do we allow smoking in the Zoom room? Yes. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> so this is... What you're smoking. So oh, this, I was asking, do you allow... Of all Can we chew tobacco? Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, that's a good one because it doesn't generate any smoke. I mean, there, it does generate a smell... Uh, and as long as you don't get any on my shoes, I'm all right. Just going to be far away to put in your spitters. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bad thing. I mean, can you imagine having a Jeep without a cup holder and, uh, and having no place to spit? You'd have to be holding that cup all the time. And that's why you can take the doors off. Almost just, even worse than that, getting in the, getting in the cup with, with a spit cup there and you start getting tippy. Oh, yes. oh, 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 oh. It's like being in a porta potty when it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> or you can you can just swallow. No, oh, that's too easy. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. That might be the I'm opening for this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I keep making the damn openings. I know. I know you're great. We need to pay you to be here. So uh, I'm going to make my position it's here together back. Where it's even better, though. <laughs> I'm going to make my position very clear here about tobacco. I don't give a rat's ass what you guys do with your tobacco. I don't care if you smoke it, inject it, uh, or uh, anal probe it. It's it's up to you. That's between you and everybody else. What I, I do have a problem with is having to smell the cigarette smoke, especially on beautiful days. And I know when I'm at Easter Jeep Safari, I'm going to have to put up with that. I'm going to have to put up with the smell. And, and believe me, I, I mean, exhaust, I don't care. 
Uh, farts, I don't care. But cigarette smoke, I don't care for. I don't feel like I should have to smell that. And I, I know that there's several of you out there that, that uh, think, of, uh, oh, well, uh, Precious, that's just the way it is. And I understand. Uh, I, I don't certainly don't say anything to anybody. I don't bring it up. But I thought it was a, an interesting conversation we were having about it. So uh, smoking off-road, what is, what is your thoughts on this? Well, yeah, this you, uh, I'll just say this is John Central Texas. I, I think in your Jeep is one thing, but if you're around a whole bunch of people on the trail and you're all like together talking, trying to recover something or whatever, there's a little bit of respect that goes a long way. Well, what about just driving doors off? And the smoke coming out of your Jeep because you're not, that's the other thing I never understood. If you're smoking in your, your vehicle, you want the smoke in your lungs. Why do you, why do you smoke with the windows down or cracked? Let that smoke build up, get the full, your full price paid for that uh, into your lungs. That's what I'm thinking. Well, as long as you keep your damn butts and off the trail, give a shit. (laughs) So. So most of the time when I'm out on the trail, I mean, it's pretty wide open. There's a good breeze. I mean, occasional whiff of a little nicotine smoke. I mean, but on the other hand, I grew up, my dad smoked two packs of Pall Malls a day. And I grew up around that. Now, he quit cold turkey when he was in his 70s but and lived to be 96. Oh, perfect. So, That's great. But but so, I mean, I think a, a cigar, John, is more aromatic than cigarette smoke. And people smoke cigars on the trail. I think you're out in the outside. Hey, if they want to smoke, I don't have a problem with it. And and usually the the smoke smell is so temporary, it's not like it's lingering. I mean, if if you're sitting around a group of friends at a picnic table in the evening and somebody lights up and you prefer they don't, you might say something. But out on the trail, I think whatever anybody wants to do, I mean, hell, if they want to Jeep naked, it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's it's their it's their preference. I'm just talking about it's like the like anything is like your freedom uh, ends uh, at, the, at the end of my nose, and it's kind of the same thing here. Is that, that I'm I'm more than happy with you doing whatever you uh, want to do that's legal and uh, it's part of your freedom. But whenever it impacts me, then that's something different. Do you do you really smell the smoke that much if you're on the trail and you're following a jeep that the guy's smoking? Yes. I've never smoked, but like you, my dad smoked, and right. uh, for I guess until I was about sixteen, seventeen years old, and then even in the workplace, it was uh, it was uh, all right for people to smoke, and so I, I went went through that for a number of years, and I was so happy when the workplace uh, stopped that, and uh, then it was just uh, you know trying to get in through the doors on the outside of all the smokers that were uh, in proximity of the uh, the entrance and the exit. And again, it's not a huge issue. It's just I don't like it. So it's not like I I get uh, uh, sneezy or uh, my eyes water or anything like that. I just don't like it and don't think should, I should have to put up with it. You know, now, now I'm sitting here saying I don't mind the, the smoke of cigarettes on the trail. However, I really do not like to smell marijuana. And now living in a state that's legalized and... I just I I would prefer not to catch a whiff of that if I could avoid it. Right. And you're driving around behind a car on the highway and and you see smoke. I mean, it's like Cheech and Chong, real funny. And I'm like, I really don't like the smell of that. Yeah, but I think it's. I mean, nowadays it's less probably tobacco smoke. It's probably more like strawberry vanilla or something. You're smoking. <laughs> not the vaping <laughs> stuff. That's probably much more common than you know any of the others nowadays. Plus, with the uh 
the devil's lettuce, if you will, marijuana. <laughs> How can you tell it's that, not just a skunk in the woods? <laughs> it's very similar. Isn't very it? Similar. Uh, it I, I've smelled like hay burning before. Is that the smell that you guys are talking about? Because I haven't, I haven't smelled uh, the marijuana uh, very much, very often. Nothing that I knew for certain that was the smell. That's why they call it illegal. smoking rope. Yeah, I think once you smell it, you don't, you don't forget it. So it's it's very distinctive. Yeah. So, so so the smoke. You know, we we I'm in charge of a shelter in our park for the local Lions Club, and I had somebody call up and they wanted to bar- rent the building out. So we rent it out, seventy five dollars. It's a community building. We just charge enough to pay the electricity, but I rent it out to these people that are doing a party. And the next day, I've got a seven year old's birthday party renting the same <laughs> building. These people rent it out, and they just like smoke up the place with pot and i go in the next morning to clean it up to make sure it's ready for the seven-year-old birthday party at noon and it reeks for marijuana now one it's illegal in a public park two i need to put up no smoking signs inside the building i guess now because it's just it, it some some people are more sensitive to it than others right and well, it's, what's really interesting that you said that chip is when i was in ure not this last time the time before the hotel that we were in, which was right there on the main main drag, right in downtown area or whatever, they made it a point to let us know that it was 420 friendly. You could smoke a joint in your hotel room, but you couldn't smoke a cigarette or a cigar. I found that amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Nicotine stains more. Right, but if I'm um, if I'm up on a trail that's really tight shelf road and I'm relying on my spotter to not die. You know, the guy puffing on a Marlboro versus the guy puffing on a Willie Nelson special. You know, that. Weren't you going down Black Bear with your buddy that was spotting? That was. Yes. And that's why I said I've got personal experience, right? And I don't trust him either. (laughs) It's always. You have to remember that's technically still a DUI if you get behind the wheel. (laughs) Well, he wasn't even behind the wheel. He he was spotting, right? But. Spotting three edibles deep, and you know he's like, "Come on, you got plenty of room." And I'm pulling the e-brake, getting out, walking, looking myself. Like, Come on, man! Don't trust you. Don't want to take the shortcut, it, man. <laughs> Multiple definitions of spotting out on the Black Bear Trail. Back Black Bear Trail. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it was very important to him when you're at twelve thousand or whatever feet uh, up at the top that that's when you have the, the Willie Nelson special. And I'm not even making that up. That's actually what it's called. We bought it at the store in like Pueblo, Colorado, or whatever. It was literally called a Willie Nelson special. Yeah. So uh, hey, when you're that high, I, you get high. <laughs> Rocky Mountain High. So I uh, I certainly understand that people like having their freedom, and if it's not illegal to do, it certainly makes sense. And uh, I, I I don't begrudge people uh, that they're they're uh, you know doing what they like to do and having their freedom to do it. I, I just come back to the same thing about <clears throat> it's it's fine if your freedom doesn't impact mine. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I really brought this up because um, I'm going to be going to Easter Jeep Safari this year. And the first time announcing it here on the show. <clears throat> and I'm certain that I'm going to have to be, I mean, that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with while I'm out there. I don't know how many smokers there are uh, around in the world today, but I, I, I got to figure that there's uh, quite a few since a lot of uh, men uh, feel like to be manly men, uh, they have to smoke. 
and it's just a natural thing the way they were brought up their their parents probably smoked or their dad probably did and now they're addicted to it and i understand uh i just would prefer that i didn't have to smell it so uh and and it takes away from the fun from those individuals that are uh just uh especially being the first time at moab just want to have the windows down be able to take in all the scenery and now you got to take in the 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 smell and and i'll remind you guys I don't care what, you know, tires burning, you know, getting, uh, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of uh, tire spinning out there, but uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind the, the smell of uh, exhaust. Uh, I, I'm not one of those EV people like, oh, it's so great because EV doesn't smell. There's all kinds of smells. I just get do not like the cigarette smoke. So I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. It sounds like you guys are kind of like live and let live. Well, I, I would ask with that same statement you made there, right? So you don't mind the exhaust smell, but what if somebody does? And they want to outlaw your internal combustion engine because it offends their nose. Right? It's it's kind of a I don't want to use that old slippery slope because it's kind of cliche on that point. But I mean, you know, everybody's going to be offended at something, right? Whether you're offended at that smell, and that's that's why I think it's really important to just understand the group you're with, right? Because if I'm if I'm with a group that is not, you know, that there's there's not an, really an okayness with cigar smoking, which is my current crutch or whatever you want to call it um then i'm not going to have one you know i don't don't have to have one i just enjoy them um so i, I think understanding the people you're around and just being courteous of the same group same way as if you're out you know on a family run trail run you're probably not going to be dropping f-bombs when you get out to spot or whatever it is as well when you got little kids running around right you're going to kind of adjust your your behavior and i think you would hope yeah. so only well, when you're spotting your spouse <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Although I, I hear people talking quite loud on cell phones in the public dropping F-bombs because, you know, that's the way they talk. Oh, well, it's, I 100% agree. I just, and, and again, like you said, people are going to do what people are going to do. I just, you know, ultimately, I think just being aware of your surroundings and, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, nobody has, nobody has a right against being offended, but there is this thing called mutual respect, right? Exactly. Out, yeah. Having, having an understanding of the group you're with and, and what's appropriate for that situation, I think. And I think just keeping that in mind is is, is the important part. Like, I would never want to plan something outright. I, but, I, yeah. I've always been like, if I, I'm the one that has a problem with it, then I just take myself that situation. Exactly, I'm not, yes. I'm not going to tell you, John, you know, like we go up to happy hour. Hey, I don't want you to smoke a cigar, you know, while we're outside. Like, I'm just going to move so that it's not blowing in my face or whatever. Like, you know, I'm the one that has a problem with it. So, you know, but I'm not going to ask you to not doing it i mean you're perfectly entitled right yeah and i hope i'm coming across that way is that i understand this is something i'm gonna have to put up with i could choose not to go uh off-road or i can uh, choose to get away from uh, people that smoke i mean i am I'm, I'm hoping to meet up with greg henderson out there and, and and we all know greg henderson's a smoker and i'm not going to tell greg to stop smoking <laughs> you know hey show me that show me those uh, fossil footprints those dinosaur footprints and uh, by the way stop smoking no that's just not the this is not the way it's done it's you you have mutual respect for people and that's the way it should be i'm not going to say that to anybody uh that uh you know anything about stop smoking i'll just say i'll excuse myself or move around and if it doesn't work then i'll excuse myself it's it's like what bill said it's it's my issue not not yours so, Tony, you said you don't have problems with farts? No but, problems with farts. Okay, so I might test you on that. Farts can be fun. 
It's like the Eddie. It's like that Eddie Murphy thing that routine did. You remember that fart you made? It's it, guys just remember those. Remember farts? How bad they were. <laughs> Cleared my nose hairs out for a week, man. That that was that was a good fart. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, as wide open as Moab is, I doubt if you even have any issues. Yeah. Well, uh, please understand 100%. I will not have any issues because I, I know the expectation. Uh, I'm just saying that it was one of those things. It's always seemed like it was a beautiful spring day. I'd be going to work and, uh, you know, the, the traffic would, uh, would, uh, would be moving and stopping, moving and stopping. And I would have my window down because it's cool out. It's a beautiful day, and we'd be sitting there in traffic. And I'd have to, I have to roll up the windows because some asshat was smoking with his windows down. Roll those yeah, windows not- up. Get that all that smoke in your lungs, and don't uh, force me to do it. In fact, I have an idea for anybody out there that would like to try this, and I don't think Homeland Security would have a problem with this. Uh, get that uh, that chemical that smells like vomit, and uh, put it in a little uh, a makeshift um, window. Um, a windshield winder uh, wiper type uh, squirt thing. Put that under the flares uh, on your Jeep, the front flares, and just hit that button and have that vomit smell just permeate around the area. It's and it's the same thing, right? Geez, this is the vomit layer of St. Louis. I think that's like a lot of things. In many years, I don't think they have a problem with this. Usually, it means I'll have a problem with this. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, the, the funny thing is, we've talked about the annoyance of it and everything else, but. You know, especially out west, it's more than just whether somebody doesn't like it or not. I mean, there's a wildfire danger, right? And there's, and yeah. I think that if somebody's out there, especially if they're not doing it, let's say responsibly, right? Like they, you said they're in the Jeep with the doors open, but then you see them flick that butt, just, you know, right off into the woods or whatever. And right. Yeah. Keep your damn butt in your damn Jeep. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that's the biggest one there, right? If yeah. you want to do it, you do you. But, <laughs> make yep. sure you pick up the butt well yeah because even if it's not fire danger you don't want to see butts littered all over the trail and everything else right it's just you know I am and this is a different subject but kind of on the same line I am shocked that people trash up the trail so much I, I, I've been seeing pictures and, uh-huh. and just all the bottles and glass bottles uh, all kinds of crap that people just throw away. I mean, on the floor, on the ground, on the trail. I don't understand that. And that kind of goes along with what you were just saying, John. Well, people are assholes. I, I don't know if you, did you see the video after King of the Hammers? Yes. Like, that was unbelievable. That was, a, that was Tread Lightly, I believe, that uh, was showing some of that. Yeah, it, it was just amazing. This the, I mean, and we talked about, you know, the, the risk of losing that area to, um, to the military, right? Because that's a military base over there. They do a lot of, you know, um, test firing, whatever it is over there. And there's always that competition, the whole thing with the Rubicon going on, right? Right. Um, you know, that's that's how you lose those places. Our <laughs> Good ship has a, a, a pirate hat and a patch on. <laughs> and a hook. I saw the hook earlier. He's heading after, uh, he must be drinking Captain Morgan. That's not something you want to see when you're visiting your proctologist. I'm just saying. What the hell? <laughs> dressed I up must to, to drink some rum. <laughs> so I, mean, I must. I oh, go ahead. I was just going to say. So I think this is a, a subject matter that everybody could speak to, and we'd like to hear from you uh, about what your thoughts are. And uh, hell, if you think I'm an ass hat, call me up and uh, let us know. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down through there, and you'll see how to contact us via email, uh, voicemail. My preference would be voicemail. I'd like to hear have your voice on the show. 
do we have to wait to call in to call you an asset? You can call. You can do. You can call in right now, or you can just say it. But I tell you what, not wearing the costume would be a uh, would be a lot more uh, <laughs> would be a lot more uh, well well accepted. So let's uh, let's jump over to some of these other questions. Here's another pet peeve of mine. Well, we should name this Tony's pet peeves. Uh, this episode. So you have a Wrangler, and you take off the rear spare tire, and you don't just take it off. You put a, a, a patch over the end, so it, it, it's you're not planning on ever having a spare tire on the Wrangler. Why in the world would anybody not have a spare tire on their vehicle? Maybe they imported it. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, it's a tramp stamp that you're putting on the back there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of them that don't import them. They just do it for do it for whatever reason, but. Because I see a lot of them that are imported or that don't have them up in Wisconsin where I'm at. This is Roger, by the way. Um, and I guarantee you, they're not off-roading. Right. I mean, we don't have off-roading. They're just doing it to do it. And I agree with you, Tony. I think it's stupid. I think if if that guy's on the side of the road with no spare tire and a flat tire, I think I'd pull up and just look at him and tell him he was stupid to keep going. Well, no, even you, if I was driving a Jeep with the same with a tire that he could use. No, but I mean, the best thing to do is to pull up alongside and say, "Hey." You know, you got a flat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or, hey, you know you're missing your spare tire? Oh, hang on, you got a flat. Did somebody take your spare tire to get it uh, aired up? What's what's going on? You don't have a spare tire. And if, and if you're yeah. going to run like that, at least get the patch kits for the sidewalls or the plug kits. or Air compressor. At least you got a fighting chance. Yeah. Or something, anything, even a bottle of slime if you absolutely have to. This kind of goes along with the guys running 20s and and rubber band tires you know there's a lot of people that like the way their jeep looks with a spare tire delete and that's what they want to run to the mall in and and that's okay if that's what they're doing with their jeep but if they're on the trail like you say larry they need to have a patch kit or their buddy better have the right size tire to help them out that they know it's there because it's a necessity now onboarding it's a whole other thing right if you wanted a better if you wanted a better um Wait, you still have it. Yeah. But you've got access to it, right? right? But if you've onboarded, you can actually come down off of a slope and you've got less of a, what's the departure angle, right? right? Yeah. So it's to each their own, but most of the ones I see with the spare tire deletes, I don't see them on trail that much. Occasionally I do. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's taking a chance. I think if anybody is running around with a deleted spare tire, as long as your your daily driving is it's somewhere where it's not going to hinder anybody else, you know, if you're going down the highway, you can pull up on the shoulder of the road. Hey, it's your it's your problem, not mine. But if you're on a trail, if you're on a trail someplace where there's a potential that your flat tire could cause somebody else issue, you better be prepared to be able to be winched out of the way with no tire, which could screw up your rim. Otherwise, just bring a spare tire or the means to fix your tire, one or the other. Because otherwise, you're just turning your you're, you're turning yourself into a roadblock. And I can understand. And I want to make this really clear. I'm not judging anybody for not having a spare tire. I'm merely asking the question, why? Because to me, you may not have a flat tire. You may not damage your tire. But why would you want to go any distance whatsoever? Going back and forth to work every day, 20 miles or so, I, I can kind of understand. But it still would make me nervous. So uh, I don't want anybody to think that the, the Jeep talk show thinks that you're an idiot because you don't have a spare tire. Uh, I, I don't feel that way. I'm just asking why because I see it. 
And I can kind of understand about not having a spare tire because maybe you're saving weight. Maybe you're trying to get better MPG. Uh, but whenever you completely remove the ability to have a spare tire, that's the thing that, I mean, yeah, sure, it looks nice, but it, it completely confuses me. I mean, if you've got, uh, what is it, AAA, uh, I don't know. I don't know that they'll actually fit fixed tires, so I don't even know well, how that would work. The trail, they have limit. If you, if you blow out in the middle of a trail somewhere, they're not going to. They're not going to get you there. No, no, of course. Call up AAA and say, "Hey, would you mind stopping by my house and picking up my spare tire on your way here?" <laughs> yeah, if if you even have one, because <laughs> it's cheaper to buy four tires than it is to buy five, and then you still have well, you to know, rotate them in. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's why they don't have a, a spare tire. Maybe when they bought their tires, they didn't didn't want to spend the money on the fifth, you know, thirty-seven inch tire, the one that they weren't going to use. So they just decided to go opt out altogether. Because that's even weirder, right? You mentioned that, Roger. How many times have y'all seen the the Jeep swing oh, around thirty-sevens, yes. but they get the factory <laughs> spare tire on the back? <laughs> yeah, which equates to like a donut spare, which, I mean, you wouldn't want to run anyways, not unless you want to rip, rip up your differential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like, that's what I do, like Tony said, just pull it off of there for if you're saving weight at that point, right? I mean, if, you, if you're going to be running the factory spare on the back with 37s everywhere else, just take it off. Yeah, it's pointless. I carry around 90 pounds or whatever. Or, so or don't, don't buy those tires until you got enough money to save saved up to buy the fifth one, too. Right, that's my point. It's majority of the people that don't have it couldn't afford it or couldn't do it to have that fifth back there. You know, everyone want, unless you're saving weight, that's the only the only reason why. But then you're prepared with everything if you're willing it. You know, it's it's saving money, and it's you know, lights of our lockers. It's hey, they at least lifted it and got it up. You know, they went that route. But I think it's a money saving on ninety nine percent of everyone. Mm-hmm. Does anybody here? Does anybody here have the uh, the the? I, I guess you could call it a, a spare tire delete the tramp stamp. Does anybody here have that on their their Wrangler? I do, I do on behind my swing out tire carrier. <laughs> but, so, so Tony, as a as a Jeep Jamboree trail guide, it's mandatory that you have a full tie, full size spare. They will not register you when you go into check in. Mandatory. Have you run across anybody that came in there with uh, with no spare tire and got turned away? Not in the not in the three years I've been involved. Yeah, I would. So it's probably people that are I mean, not right intending on going off road. Yeah. Well, what, what, if, what, if, what if you tell tell them that hey, I'm I'm I came here with that guy and he's got the same size tires and as me. Can I go off road now because I can use his spare tire instead of mine because I don't have one. Well, I mean. It's, it's no, like, no, you wouldn't. I'm sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's what some people would say. Well, I don't need a spare tire. My buddy's always got one right. until he needs it. Oh, if you guys show up to EJS with no spare tire, I'm not letting you borrow mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> you came unprepared. Hey, well, you know, isn't that kind of the bottom line? I mean, when you're going out trail riding with a group, or even just someplace where the public's going to be also trail riding, I mean, go as prepared as you possibly can. If something happens that you and you're not prepared for it, but it's something out of the ordinary and maybe hardly anybody would be prepared for it, that's one thing. But to go out there and literally, literally hinder yourself by not bringing a spare tire. So not only are you not prepared, you are willingly not prepared. I mean, that's just, in my opinion, dumb. 
Well, well we, there's dumb and there's un, uh, not informed or uninformed. And that's one of the reasons why I bring this up is that I, I definitely want to get a better understanding as, as to why people would do this. But also, too, the listener can uh, go, oh, gee, I never thought about that. Because uh, do you, think I mean, you don't have to have a class to buy a Jeep. You don't have to. And maybe you don't like clubs. Maybe you don't have any friends that have Jeeps. Maybe you're brand new to Jeeps and you see the cool things online and go, oh, this would be nice. And I could I could save money not having five tires. And I like this. Uh, I, like, I just like the way the Jeep looks like this. I mean, my God, when I first got my Cherokee and I was looking online for things to do to it, it is completely different from what it is now because I went with an off-road style of setup instead of the things I was seeing uh, online. There was stuff that people were doing to Cherokees that were just not good for off-road. And I see no, I mean, you don't have to take a Jeep off-road, but I see no reason for having a Jeep, especially if it's lifted with larger tires, of not setting it up for off-road, because that way you have a more capable Jeep. Even if you don't take it off-road, if there's an emergency situation, you're more likely to be able to make it than somebody that has done something silly, like 22-inch wheels and uh, lowering the Jeep instead of raising it, and et cetera, et cetera. So this is the, my question. It has to do with uh, informing people that don't know. You're not dumb. You just don't know. Well, you know, so you talk about you have to have every piece of equipment, right? So, Larry, you've got onboard welding. Hey, cool. I'm not probably going to have that. I'm going to have Colby valve steps. I'm going to have a chainsaw. I'm going to have ratchets. I've actually got a, a torque wrench. I've... I'm going to have a lot of tools that other people can use if they don't have it. Hopefully, if it's something I need that I don't have, somebody else with my group will have it. Right. But a spare tire isn't one of those options. Now, you That's can have your a, basics. It's, it's because, okay, so I'm running 37. Somebody else is running 35s. You could, could you limp off the trail with a 35 and 37s? Depends on the trail, right? If you're on a, a category, if you're on a level nine court trail, there's a chance that could cause you grief and problems. It's like showing think, up with a porta potty with no paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've had that before, right? Yeah, but I, I think if you have to tell somebody it would be a good idea to bring a spare tire when you're going off roading, I mean, do you need to tell that same person to breathe? Well, I don't. I don't think that's fair. But I don't think that's fair. I understand the thought process, but I don't think that's fair because there's people that don't know. They haven't been taught. They bought a Jeep, they see people doing it that way, and they think, well, if that person does it that way, why why can't I do it that way? And uh, But I understand your thought process, Roger, but it's important that we let people, we inform people, and don't inform them by making them stop listening, which is, you're an idiot. Because as soon as you start saying well, it, say or in, or saying it, or indicating it, people are going to stop listening. So if your if your goal is to help somebody to guide them to a better off road or jeeping experience, uh, take it gently, and that's just my opinion. You can do it however you want to do it. So having been involved with the Jeep Adventure Academies, right? Those are people that was their first time off road, and so when you're trail guiding on that, these people are pulling in. Now I don't even I didn't pay attention. I don't know whether some of them may have had spare tire deletes or not. It's very, you know, you stay on fairly easy trails. We did do some fun stuff, but they were their first time off-road. There were a lot of people that had rock rails with the hang-down stirrup steps because their wife was shorter or they occasionally gave their mom a ride and she needs a little step to get in. And they put these little stirrups on there. And I know Wendy's gone nuts on those on on previous episodes (laughs) because those are the things you're going to hang up. 
And we explained to them, we're probably going to damage those on the trail today because that's not something that you want when you're off-road. But until they pulled up and, and wheeled for the first time, they didn't know. And so they were all learning. And so there's a learning curve involved. So maybe this discussion on here right now is saying, okay, the guy's thinking about doing a spare tire delete. Maybe I shouldn't do that if I'm going to off-road. That'd be a good good idea. Yeah, or, or pull the spare tire off. But don't uh, delete the part that, that holds the spare tire. So if I need it, I can carry it. I can I can carry it when I need it. So uh, and I, I think this is very important. And don't forget, I think this happens to all of us, no matter what age you're in. If you're in a new area and you're trying to navigate, you know, no GPS probably, but you're still trying to navigate around, it's all new to you. It's a little concerning. You're kind of overwhelmed because instead of being an automatic pilot, you're having to look and read and do all this other stuff. You turn the radio down. so that you can concentrate better so this is this i think this is very similar to if you have a jeep and it's especially going off-road for the first time and you have a 50 80 whatever thousand dollar jeep and you're very concerned and uh you, you just don't know what to do and you get overwhelmed you're not stupid you just have so much input coming in that you're not used to uh, and and you just don't know. So I'm hoping that uh, our our uh, little show here can help uh, educate people so that they don't have to go out there and feel awkward about asking questions or uh, being told in a very abusive way, what the hell's wrong with you? Why didn't you bring a spare tire? Well, Okay, so now you, now you triggered me, Tony. Good. So you were talking about smoke bothering you. Somebody's got a $10,000 stereo system and decides to crank it all the way up on the trails and I can't hear my motor or I can't, I mean, that bothers me more than smoke is that when people crank their tunes up so that they're like showing off that they've got tunes and where this has happened, not as much with Jeeps, but some of these side-by-sides, they come by with their music blaring that I can't even hear my own motor. I can't hear the rev. I can't hear what I'm doing and you can't talk. And it's just, and I just pray that they get by quickly and get off the trail. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, and not not to mention, a lot of times those side by sides that do that, there'll be four or five people in it, so you know they can't even talk to each other in the thing. I mean, how? Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think I I don't like it when people. I mean, it's their choice. If you know, if they want to come flying up with a loud stereo, I'll just drive real slow and let them pass me and get far enough away that I can't hear them no more. But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, especially when you got a whole vehicle full of people and you can't even talk to each other. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it goes right back to that same thing I was talking about, the smoke, where it's your freedom until that uh, that smoke reaches the end of my nose. You know, the, the old saying about uh, you can swing on me as long as you don't uh, hit me, then, you know, your, your freedom ends whenever you touch me. And that's the same thing with the music. Uh, I, I don't, but I mean... If they could hear me, I might ask them to turn it down and and, and tell them that that's not my choice of music. Uh, I have a, a radio right here that I can listen to if I want to. So, you know, enjoy your music, but I don't I don't need to hear yours. I, I don't understand I, it. I mean, even when I was 16, I didn't do stuff like that. I just jump out of my Jeep and start dancing as badly as I can, <laughs> which I'm not a good dancer anyway. And then the side-by-side people get pissed off at me, so... What if you just try to keep up with them and turn on some good polka music or something? <laughs> the Glenn Miller, the Glenn Miller band cranked up really gets them going. So I would, I would uh, hazard to guess that those individuals are probably rather young, not not exclusive, but rather young. So you guys know about the the the, the high pitched uh, tones that older people 
uh, can't hear, but younger people can. Perhaps you just what? need to outfit your outfit your Jeep with this uh, high pitched tone and just drive them up the wall. They would get away from you because it's uh, it's very annoying to the the younger people. There's been companies uh, that uh, put the put those things up where it drives away the younger audience to their establishment, uh, so that the older, uh, more well behaved generally uh, can uh, can be served alcohol and stuff. So there's always that. So there's there's competing technologies that you could do. If you want to do that, just don't serve, you know, crap liquor. <laughs> cheap stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't serve the cheap stuff because people just trying to get shit-faced will stay away. <laughs> All right. Well, another another one that turned into a controversial thing, but I, I, I think it makes for a good discussion. I, I just want to make sure that people don't think that uh, uh, we're a bunch of old people that don't want uh, old people having wall. fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bob's not even here. Oh, I know. Bob would be good at this, and uh, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear Chuck's comments. I was just going to say Chuck would be a blast to get on here because uh, we would have a lot of f bombs. So uh, let me ask you another question here. Uh, for, well, first off, did anybody else have anything else about the spare tire delete? I was just going to say, in my YJ as a young man, you know, I upgraded. I couldn't afford. I, I'm paying for everything myself. I went from the 30s that were on it to 31s before lift, before anything. I couldn't afford that fit, and I deleted the back. Um, never had an issue off-road, never had a problem, but I deleted it, and I still ran you know, through mud holes and different things in that scenario. But I, I quickly learned, and once I was able to afford everything, when I did officially lift it and put mud tires on it and go the route, you know, did I have a problem? No. Did friends? Yeah. You know, it, it's you learn from every mistake, and we've all been through different. Like I've grown up with Jeeps, like Chuck. I'm actually older than Chuck. Learned that, and you know, I've grown up with them. You know, you learn from your mistakes. If you don't have mistakes, you're never going to learn. Um, so it's, I mean, to each their own. Just like in any Jeep, whatever they want to do, I don't care. But uh, they'll learn quickly, ah, and I'm going to save money for this, or I'm going to make an investment to make that happen. Um, that's my only other outlook and point because, yeah, as a young man, I couldn't afford all the things I wanted. Sure. You know, and that's why I've, now as an adult, I've built the Jeep to what I wanted it to be when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know I noticed Dustin uh, joined us. Uh, two things for you, Dustin. Uh, first off, why are you late? And do you have a good excuse? <laughs> lose track of time. <laughs> so you're saying I should send you a text message to remind you. Pretty much, yep. So what do you think about the, the spare tire deletes, uh, primarily on Wranglers, where people will actually put a, a, a tramp stamp, you know, and cover uh, that uh, opening that uh, just completely removes the possibility of, of running a spare tire on uh, the back of the Wrangler? Um, I, if you have like um, a 35 or smaller, maybe a 37 or smaller, I think you should always have a spare tire, but uh, I got... I've had 40-inch boggers on my Jeep for years, and uh, they're just too big to carry a spare around. They're like 150, 200 pounds, less, maybe maybe a little less. But anyways, um, I I don't have a spare with mine. I just keep plugs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've never had an issue, but when I had my other Jeep, had 33s on it, I've uh, had flats with those, and I've definitely used a spare. But when you got like your 37, 38, and larger, um, I don't think you need one. You can have it on uh, 
you know, maybe pack it with you to the trailhead and leave it at the trailhead or something, you know, in your truck or, or campsite or whatever. Right. So, but you have a plan. This is kind of what Larry was saying. If you're not going to be carrying a spare or it's not really a good idea to be carrying a spare because the tires are so damn big and it's it's causing issues either with the amount of weight uh, that's being bouncing up and down on the, hopefully the swing out tire carrier or it's, or it's hurting your departure angle. At least you have a plan of uh, hopefully repairing that tire and airing it back up. So, uh, it's uh, it, it, you have a if you have a plan for it and you've thought it through. And the, well, I think the thing here is is that uh, we're trying to explain to uh, the listener that maybe has this or is considering that uh, having uh, no spare tire and why it may not be a good idea. Um, yeah, like I I trailer mine, so oh, that I just makes a lot drag it out of the bush. Yeah, and then you're good to go. But if you have a daily like a highway driven vehicle, I I don't think I'd ever leave without a spare tire. It's, yeah. That's no matter the tire size or nothing, you got to get home on that thing. Yeah, that's that's my point. And uh, uh, Jamie from Girls Play Off Road sent me a message on uh, chat uh, saying uh, if she could unmute. Do you do you guys think that she should unmute and get in here on the conversation? Absolutely. Hey everybody, it's Jamie in Coal Township, PA, from Girls Play Off Road. Happy to be here. I don't understand the tire delete i get it when your tires are too big you know it just does damage to your tailgate um and yeah i agree leaving one at you know we're at the park so if something should happen someone could come out and get it but uh for regular basis you know what happens if you're on a highway and you don't have a spare tire what happens you you make uh, a lot of new friends that you maybe don't want them uh, don't want them to be friends (laughs) I guess so. <laughs> I would, I would say as a joke, as a joke. Uh, as long as my wife is along, we should we should be good because I'm sure she's got a spare tire in the bottom of that purse somewhere. Oh no, she's got she's got everything in there. Oh no, <laughs> put the shovel down. We need to we need to get a I need to get uh, Roger's wife's email address so I can send her audio clips. <laughs> oh no no she would agree oh, yeah. <laughs> she would agree. I swear to God she 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 buys a new purse monthly and it's it seems like she she leaves all this stuff out and then. The next time she buys another one, it's like there's another pile of stuff that she's leaving out. It's like, I don't get it. Where did all that stuff come from? <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, Jamie, thanks for jumping in there with us. And, and please jump in more. So, uh, and this is this is something that everybody that listening to this should know. We want more people joining in. We want to hear your opinion. Get in here. We're not going to say anything bad to you. I mean, uh, Roger got it about as bad as anybody's going to get it tonight by simply, I just disagreed with him. But his, his opinion is just as valid as mine. Uh, so get in here. It's fine. Uh, yeah, there's regulars that are here every week, and we really appreciate them. But we want the, the new voices in here uh, and uh, the new opinions. So please join us. We need new regulars. New regulars, and, exactly. And, 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 I, and I'll even say that maybe saying stupid or idiot was the wrong choice of words for me to use. But, you know, it's just it's an opinion. And they're going to call you an asshat now. <laughs> yep, and that's fine. You know, whatever. How do you fit for an ass hat? I've never understood that. But anyway, I digress. I, I fit right in. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's a, here's a question or two from uh, from our regulars. What are your thoughts on rhino lining for exterior or interior interior finishing? You know, like the the floor and uh, the stuff for maybe the floor of a jeep, uh, but certainly rhino lining on the exterior because people have rhino lined the entire exterior of their jeep. 
uh, Dusty here from uh, uh, Alberta, here, Canada. Um, I do not like rhino lining on the outside. Um, it's good durable, but it's very not smooth. It's hard to keep clean. Um, if you have one, you know you get it dirty. you got to pretty much brush it clean. Um, it's just hard to wash the outside. However, I put the homemade rhino lining, the roll-on with the paintbrush on the inside of my Jeep. 20 years ago, it's holding up great. Um, have the toolbox in the back. You throw jack in there. You throw whatever else. Um, the inside doesn't get scratched, bashed, dented, whatever. I think it's amazing on the inside, but I like to keep paint on the outside, even though it gets scratched up. Right. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I dislike it on the inside or not, but I run it on my hardtop and my fenders. And I can tell you when you're going through the tight trails, where you're going to get all that pinstripe and stuff, my old hardtop with the black fiberglass, whatever was there, that thing was just completely, I mean, it was just white showing everywhere from all the pinstriping and scratches. Absolutely. Now, now I go through it. I don't even care because I get back and all I got to do is hit it with a pressure washer and it looks good as new. So, I mean, I, I really like the, um, I don't think I would rhino line the entire rig. I do like the paint on there, but it was kind of a way to use the same color and get a little bit of contrast on there without having like black fenders. And, you know, so, I mean, I've got, I've got it on, on mine and I, I really like it. Jamie, what were you going to say? So I'm with John, you know, being up here in PA with the trails, the trails are tight. There's so much mud. My Jeep is constantly covered in mud and no, no matter, as soon as I wash it, I'm back on the trails. And so it's covered. It's just constantly covered in mud, the rhino, and it's destroying my paint. So rhino lining is something that I am going to do to uh, my filthy beast just because I'm completely scratched and just muddy. So, you know, for that aspect, if I wasn't doing as much trail riding as I am, I'm three miles from two different parks. Oh, I hate I hate people that are that close to parks. <laughs> that, well, that's why I moved out to Pennsylvania from Long Island. So this way, I get, when it's nice out, you know, in the summer months and the sun's staying out longer, happy hour at 530 when I get off my computer, I'm on the trails. Oh, that, that's going to be so convenient uh, to get out there. It reminds me when I could shoot my gun in my backyard. It was just so much easier than having to go to a range. Yeah. Jamie, are you close to AOA and Roush then? Is that what you're talking? I am. I'm three and a half miles from Roush, from uh, AOAA and I'm about 35 minutes from Roush. And then I've got FRO in my backyard as well. Nice. Do you know Penny Mason by chance? I do. I love Penny. Penny's a great person. She she guided us while we were out there one of the days. So, so if you I guys start. are ever coming out, if any of you are ever planning on coming out to PA to go wheeling, um, I run Girls Play Off-Road, which is not an all-girls group. Just hit us up, hit me up through our chat um, on Facebook or Instagram, and I'd be more than happy to show you around. We've got events every month. We've got newbie days, and we've got regular event days. There's always something fun going on, and, you know, we just I just love being on the trails. And you we got our East Coast Guide. Do you do topless for tatas or crawling for cops? I do. I'm actually a guide for topless for tatas. They just moved it to AOAA. Oh, they moved it? Yep. This year, instead of it being August 14th weekend or August 12th, they moved it to um, August 4th. It's the first weekend in August, and it's taking place at AOAA. So the trail that they had dedicated there with all the signage up? It's staying up. 
because okay. that's one of the trails that's there. But they did move the event. Um, Crawling for Canines also is moved to AOAA this year, I believe. A couple of great courses. I mean, Crawl However, yeah. Girls Play Off-Road, our annual prom event, is going to be at Roush Creek where everyone wears a prom dress, men and women. So, <laughs> Chip, I think you need to get your butt out here for September 30th. <laughs> Put on a prom dress because I'd love to see you in a you know high slit. Uh, and uh, we nominate a prom king and queen, whoever brings it the most in their attire for the morning dress. Did he wear his pirate hat with it? Or? No, no, yeah. no. He needs to wear the he eye did. patch because that makes its own joke. <laughs> and the hook because, you know, he could hook a lot. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be a hooker. My Jeep is transitioning to a bigger Jeep, but that has nothing to do with me transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not saying it, mate. You're not saying no. It's always a possibility. I think we've already established, Chip. You do you. <laughs> Okay, so I'm, really, I'm not that I'm not that far from Michigan, and I really want to go meet Greg in person sometime. And so I'm thinking about a kilt, but would that qualify for this prom thing? Can I wear a kilt at least? So, well, the whole thing with the prom dress with the prom is is the dresses that people bring. They are then donated to underprivileged teens that can't afford prom dresses, you and then we host events to give out the prom dresses. So we've had two of those, and it's been just amazing watching these girls spin and twirl in their dresses, all different sizes. I was, you, you look, if I find a prom dress that fits my fat ass, it's not going to be, be something some teenager's going to want to wear. <laughs> you can support three teens going into prom <laughs> <laughs> Well, this well, fell apart. <laughs> no, it's the round table. <laughs> it's a round table. It does fall apart from time to time, but it's always fun. <laughs> so, Jamie, tell us about your Jeep. <laughs> uh, hey, Jamie. Yeah? You were on the show a while back, weren't you? I was. I was. I, thought, I, I, vaguely, remember, I vaguely remember you said something about having different groups outside of PA. Yes, we, we have chapters. We're, we're starting chapters all over the place. I've got members all over the country. You don't have any in Wisconsin, do you? Um, I think I do, actually. We don't have a chapter there yet. I'm looking to create one. So, uh, good question. Good question, Roger. Uh, Jamie was on episode 636, uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, 636, and it, uh, the title is Girls Play Off-Road. You can't, uh, you can't miss it. You should go and listen to it if you haven't listened to it or listen to it again. We had a good I time just, that night. Oh, God. Gotcha. I just wanted to show Tony that I actually listened to the episodes. <laughs> and, and to follow up, no, I still do not have a red Jeep, Tony. It uh, is silver. Well. <laughs> well, I was only asking because my wife, my wife has been wanting to wanting to learn a little bit more about the off-roading, and I guarantee I'm the worst person to show her any of that stuff. So uh, she, she joined a group that's in Wisconsin, the Lady Jeepers or something like that, and I was just okay. curious if maybe that was a spinoff of you guys because I knew that you guys had, other, I thought you guys had other chapters. Yeah, we have, um, there's one in uh, Iowa, Illinois, and um, and then I've got North Carolina, and I found out we just recently, we have a member as far as Hawaii. So 
we're starting to, you know, I, I'm trying to get groups together in different states to get us our name out there a little bit more and get more events going. And, you know, in the next year or so, um, once we're finally completely situated in Pennsylvania, I will start traveling to different, you know, further states to off-road, you know, we'll get my, we'll transport the Jeep out there and I'll just fly to events and meet my Jeep out there. I'll have to, I'll have to tell her to, to look you up on Facebook. Please do. And it's not just a women's Jeep group. Um, we start out as all women and we, women have husbands and children and boyfriends or significant others or whatever you partners, whatever you want to call them. So we've become an all-inclusive family type of group. And uh, all vehicles, even Broncos. And uh, we've got the quads, the side-by-sides, the bikes. You know. yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. So. I was just about to say, are you going to let that slide without doing something? Wait, oh, I was you, waiting for it. Do you find more of the side-by-side -side and Bronco people are willing to cross-dress than the Jeep people? <laughs> <laughs> No, they just well, I mean, come on, their standards. Their standards are obvious, so. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, because remember, <laughs> Bill Bill just sold his side-by-side. -side. Bill's good people. <laughs> so, if you, like, if you have a Bronco, I, I mean, uh, Greg over at uh, Underground Graphics, he has both uh, a, a Gladiator that he's uh, having built up. Actually, it should be built up by now. And uh, a brand new Bronco, and uh, he uh, he uses both of those uh, for showing the graphics and stuff that you can put on uh, not only those vehicles but a bunch of vehicles. So it's okay to have a Bronco, especially if you have a Jeep, and uh, that's the one that you heavily modify. You know, it was uh, interesting. She said that you know she had didn't have a red one yet. You know, the Rhino lining can be color matched, so you can. Get a different color Jeep with the Rhino lining. You can, ah, I'm a silver and pink girl. You, you Ooh, do a red one. Jeeps are sexy. Normal paint, normal paint job. I, I will say on the Rhino lining thing, you know, Jamie, if you're going to do that, make sure you get good prep work done. Sand it down so that it bonds well. I saw one Jeep that the first year it looked fantastic, but then it had the mange and it started peeling off because they didn't do a good job of removing the clear coat and getting yeah. down to where it had a good adhesion. So if you're going to do the outside, there's some really nice looking. Well, as you can tell, the uh, the Zoom meeting continues on well after we stop recording. And uh, uh, you may have a uh, opportunity to hear the after the show uh, Zoom meeting here in the very near future uh, through our Patreon account. Our, uh, yeah, we're finally going uh, making the deal with the devil and they're going to be doing the Patreon just like everybody else does. At some point, I have to stop listening just uh, myself and listening to the uh, JTS team and they've been uh, beating up on me about getting on the Patreon. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm trying to think of new things that we can put on there for you for being a subscriber. If you'd like to be a subscriber, it's up now. Uh, it's gonna. There's going to be additional things put on to it, uh, but uh, right now there is uh, uh, definitely a good reason to go over there and sign up to be a Patreon subscriber. Just uh, uh, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash subscribe, and it will take you to our Patreon page. So uh, go check it out, uh, and feel, feel free to give me any feedback that you, uh, you have on uh, visiting it, and maybe some ideas, especially if uh, you're doing Patreon. Maybe you have some, uh, some good ideas uh, that uh, wouldn't uh, require 
uh, a, a full-time job to do. Uh, so I think we have a lot of great content that uh, we can put up there uh, on Patreon for uh, those uh, special Patreon subscribers uh, to be able to get to. So coming up later this week on our interview episode, Mike Polanski, I'm, I'm butchering that name uh, as I just as I did in our uh, our flagship episode on Tuesday, uh, but uh, you need to uh, catch that. And if you don't already know, uh, we have four episodes a week, uh, and uh, we'll be talking to Mike this Friday, our interview episode day, and he is with Cargo Dot Dog. So instead of dot com, it's dot dog. Uh, cargo uh, nets and also to uh, canine friendly cargo nets. So you don't want to miss this one if you uh, have a Jeep or a dog or especially both. Anyway, I want to thank you guys very much for listening to our uh, little roundtable episode here. And uh, it happens every week. We'd love, absolutely love for you to be a part of it. Uh, just like Jamie with Girls Play Off-Road was tonight. Uh, it's, all, it's really simple. You just sign up for a newsletter and you'll get a reminder uh, but you can always go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, see the link to get to our roundtable recording, which is every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, truth be told, you can actually join the Zoom meeting usually 30 minutes to an hour before the show at 8. So you can get in here, uh, kind of get a feel for the, the people that are already on and uh, they're having conversations just like they're having conversations right now. And then we will either ask a series of questions like we did tonight or have a guest. Uh, in fact, uh, we're going to be having a, a guest next week. Uh, I believe that's true. I believe that's right. Yeah. We'll have a guest next week. Uh, Trent McGee is going to be with us He uh, with Centerforce. So if you know about the Centerforce clutches and all the, the great products from Centerforce, uh, Trent is going to be on and he is going to do a 10 or 15 minute interview with me. And then we're going to open it up to the Zoom meeting attendees. And you can ask your questions about the center force and the center force clutches and pressure plates and uh, throw out bearings and the whole nine yards. And I'll just tell you, they make a great product. Very uh, eager to have them uh, on the show uh, next week. So next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, be here and you can ask questions of Trent. Until then, uh, listen to all four episodes we have a week and have a great uh, week in the meantime. Broadcasting since 2010.